Hello, and welcome to Weed and Grub. You didn't bring Archie? No, Archie doesn't come out when uh, it's inclement weather. He's not a rain guy. He hates the rain. Oh, I thought maybe he was at a clan meeting or something. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. Because of what I. Yeah. In front of my family. I That was such a fucking stoner moment. I <laughs> Yo, wait, before we get into that, I do want to say. Um, my family came to visit uh-huh. over the holidays. Yep. They were very excited to hang out with you, get to know you a bit. My brother listens to the podcast. He gave great thoughts for the new year that we'll get into in a little bit. Definitely. Um, and you brought Archie with you. Yes. Uh, to be a part of the the Glazer family gathering. Yeah, he holidays. was a part of the holiday reunion. <laughs> <laughs> and then my jaw dropped. I turned white. Everyone looked at you. Well, it was. I was just looking at him and you know admiring his little beard and his little eyebrows, and I was like, doesn't he just look like kind of like a a grand wizard and you looked at me and you said do you want to choose some other words <laughs> and i was like well, and then it hit me and i was like oh no and oh. then and then the only thing i scrambled to come up with something else and i was like well how about like um important magician <laughs> everyone's like oh okay that's, that's what she's talking about she's not talking she thinks her dog is an important magician not a clan member <laughs> Not the leader of the fucking yeah. Anyway, he's you know I just think he's he's cool looking. This is what I was trying to say. <laughs> More like of a Gandalf, less of a Grand Wizard. Definitely understood. Definitely yeah, wizard vibes. I mean magician vibes. Whatever. <laughs> Sorry, man, that was so funny. Oh fuck! I, I just wanted to start the, the new year and our new podcast doing that because it made me laugh so hard. Uh, so what up, Mary Jane? How's it going, Mike? Great. Welcome to Weed and Grub, everyone. The year is 2023. This yes. is a podcast about comedy, cannabis, cooking, culture, calling shit out. And um, a great hang all the time. Yes, collective hangs. That's what we're trying to do. We're just trying to have a lot of fun in this new year. 100%. Yeah. Um, Archie is not a wet boy. He's not a wet boy. It's been raining here so much. There's an atmospheric river in the sky, I learned, um, is one what, what of the is that? meteorological terms that's going on. And also there's... Hey, producer Mark. Hey, what's up, Mark? Oh, we're all good. Okay. Okay. Oh, he um, just needs to make me more beautiful on camera. He needs to make you look better. Do you want to hit this? Yeah, I'll hit that. Shout out that. I what's love it? this Grav Labs um, glass joints. They're fucking great. Um, the atmospheric river is a term for what's happening in the sky, which I've just learned. The other thing that I liked to learn about was that there's a storm parade off the coast of California. (coughs) So we're covered in, (coughs) sorry, (coughs) atmospheric rivers and storm parades? Yeah, it's been. um, That's the only downside of this podcast. What's that? Um, The coughing? My coughing. (laughs) I love doing this with you, but as one of the hosts. Yeah. Yeah, sip sip that. I got a LaCroix over here. Okay. Get some hydration going too. Hang on a second. Okay. So, mm. yeah, not to, I mean, fucking talking about the weather is a super boring thing to do, but we kind of have to I don't know, we have parades. That's, that's I know, fun. it's it's like record-breaking, and there are hundreds of thousands of people without power up north, and there's been landslides and floods, and people have died, and it's crazy, and people all over the world are emailing and being like, are you guys okay? And, you know, yeah, we're fine, but Archie's mad. I was just going to ask, <laughs> what does this have to do with Archie? The <laughs> only one I care about. Does it go outside? I mean, getting him outside, he poops and pees so fast and then turns around and just drags me right back to the house. And then he does this crazy little dance when we get inside 
to get the water off his fur where he just rubs himself all over <laughs> the carpet in my living room. It's very entertaining. Um, but yeah, he doesn't he doesn't get wet. I maybe if I were to if you were to say, Mike, what would you want to get bit by? I think I would want to get bit by a radioactive dog to get dog powers. Okay. I would love a super sniffer. I would love to be able to poop with no wipe. At, okay. a, at any moment's notice. Right. I think the the fact that a dog can do a no white poop at any time is yeah. a beautiful thing. Well, listen, though, I trim Archie's butt hair. You do? Yes, I trim his butt hair and his pee dread because he's such a hairy little guy that there was one time when we were hiking and he, he went to poop and he couldn't get it out. And I realized that his poop, his like hair around his little butthole had all knitted together into kind of like this little mesh Ew. area. So he was like trying to like poop Like a pasta strainer? Yeah. Oh, and so yo. Like I, a Play-Doh yeah, extractor? Exactly. And um, it was a real bad situation. It's a hell <laughs> so of a weakness. Now I've I've put it um, on my list of things that I have to do with him monthly. He gets his heartworm medication and his flea and tick meds, and he gets his butthole hair trimmed and his pee uh, dread trimmed. You know? I love this podcast, man. <laughs> I take care of him. <laughs> That's so sweet. Yeah. That's so sweet. I retract the uh, radioactive dog bite. Yeah, uh, you don't thesis. want me trimming your butt hair. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would. You know, I would no, do that you for wouldn't. you. Sure, if you asked. Yeah? Yeah. If you were nice about it, I would trim your butthole hair. Well, I guess that you're picturing me as more dog-like and less as a human with dog powers. Right. Meaning that I think I, in my Spider-Man-verse ways, would still be a man with dog power so I can trim my own butt hair. You are picturing me turning into more of a werewolf on all fours where I can't reach my own hole. Yeah, what I'm saying is that if you want to have a no-white poop, you're going to have to have a different shaped but so you're going to look different because the That's reason that's true, it, you know, the it's, cheeks it's are the, what it's the cheeks it's the that cheeks. get in the way. <laughs> you're so right. <laughs> yeah. If you didn't have butt cheeks, you could just, you know, stop it and drop it just like, you know, any of the yellow lab on the street does. So what are those uh, plastic surgery things called that chicks get uh, I think on their butts where it makes a juicy booty? I think you're referring to the Brazilian butt lift. Yeah. BBM. Right. BBL. Butt lift. Yes. Yeah. Well, I was thinking about BMs for a BBL. Oh, okay. Because with a with a fat, clappy cheek like that, gross. Those wipes have to be crazy. I don't want to think about this anymore. Never mind. Let's move on. Okay. Well, this is the new format. Gross. So yeah, this is, we should address that too. I loved sitting down with you. You know, we we always we sit down once a year. We talk uh, to each other about like what we really feel like about the. Usually, we go to a festival and take a bunch of Molly and like air our grievances out, and you know that's one whole thing. But then we also have like a company meeting where we really talk like serious business stuff. Oh wait, my producer Mark says like macaroon cheeks. I don't know what that means. Macaroon cheeks, yeah, the shape of a macaron. Oh yeah. Oh, if you squish the cheeks together, it looks like a macaron. Wait, you you got me back on the poop train. I was trying to get away from that. I'm surrounded by men who want me to talk about poop. You were saying, thank you, Mark. I support you. I stand I stand with Mark. Well, so, so yeah, we usually take drugs. Yeah, we usually take drugs, air at our grievances. And then, you know, but I was also talking about the, you know, kind of boring company meeting. But what did happen that I thought was really cool, sort of inspired by the Doughboys. Yes. Was that we like reassessed how much fun we were actually having making this podcast. And we like got kind of stressed out at the end of last year. Absolutely. My brother even called me and said, hey, man, I love listening to the pod, but it sounds like you're not having as much fun anymore. Right. And I really appreciated that phone call from him because um I I need you need people in your life that are straight shooters and when yeah. it's family and friends those are the best straight shooters you can have in your life. And when people trust us to be buds in their ears, we want to make sure that we're having fun so they can hear us having fun and like of course we all we get real on this podcast and we talk about serious stuff. Yeah. But we don't want to 
we you we have to enjoy doing that as well. Well, I think what happened for me was I felt disconnected from you. Okay. For a really for a while, um, because when we sit like this and shoot the shoot the poo, shoot sorry the poo. man, I'm gonna get off that theme, but yeah. <laughs> but when we do like shoot the shit, loose moose it. When we loose moose it, mm-hmm. I have a great time, and I loved all of our guests that we had last year. Yeah. But I was also like missing like I I felt like I was using a loose moose as a parachute against another format when okay. really what I love the most is when you and I get to sit down talk about current events have opinions comedy cannabis cooking, cooking culture, culture all calling of the- shit out yes yeah. exactly and um and it just felt bad to it felt bad to only be able to connect with you as like an emergency exit against a different format when truly my most favorite thing is to sit here and hang with you just smoke some weed and sip some sips and eat some eats and do it weekly i mean i think another thing that happened was that we were both traveling so much last year you were on the road doing comedy the whole year yeah and in edinburgh for an entire month and i was traveling around doing a bunch of stuff too so we had to bank things we had to like record back to back and you know i think we were both just kind of like we wore ourselves out we probably wore mark out too although he was nice enough not to say anything about it but <laughs> all he good. says all good. Yeah. Um, so, so what? Where yeah. are we at now for this new year? If we're gonna have a heart to heart right now, and oh, we're we had gonna our have heart a heart to heart. I know, but like as a as an on pod smoke sesh heart to heart. Okay. I I'm excited for this because we're gonna hit current events. We're gonna record weekly. Yeah. Um, and talk about things that are important to us and things that we want to celebrate that maybe you want to fuck with. Yep. And um, am I missing anything? I think yeah. We're just gonna use it as a space like we intended initially when we launched this thing like however many years ago now 300 and odd eps ago to um just fucking smoke and snack and hang yeah and talk about whatever we want to and hopefully people will still want to rock with us because we will have guests we're going to have some great guests this year but we are really going to focus on um more of us hanging out doing bits and um and i would also say more of all of you listening because the other thing that i missed deeply was um interacting and having the time and space to talk about things that we were getting DM'd. And I feel like like we got that awesome card from um for Halloween oh, with from all Tiffany. those stickers from Tiffany. Yeah. And like I wasn't even able to like bring it in and shout it out. And yeah. it meant so much to get a Halloween card from you, Tiffany. And so I also am excited to be able to create space for more interaction with people who want to smoke and hang with us yeah and i need that i need the time to do that because that's what got me into comedy in the first place is connecting with people in every way i can so that i feel like i'm a part of something bigger i love that yeah so oh. please hit us up. Yeah, hit us up. Send us questions. We love. I mean, we're, our IG, our IG, our IG keeps you know popping up and down. We are working on it. We'll pro- hopefully have it back by the time this drops. I mean, our manager's on it. We're gonna get there. Yeah. Um. And we are. Um. You know, just doing everything we can to uh create stuff that's gonna be fine on social media. That's another fucking thing that's crazy. You know, when you're doing stuff with weed, it's like it's just a weird world out there to try and put you know clips up on social media. So. I don't know. Um, you know, there's just a bunch of stuff in the hopper right now, and we're we're kind of working working it out and working through it. But we're hoping that this is going to be like a a, a refreshed version yeah. of our pod that we love so much. Absolutely. And if you hate it or love it, let us know that too. Yeah. Well, don't let us know if you hate it. I don't need to know if people hate it. Oh, I love that kind of shit. Really? Yeah. Ooh, flagellate my back with you negative like comments. From the haters? Oh man, yeah. I remember when I read a comment on a YouTube video probably ten years ago now. I made a YouTube video about how to make chocolate mushrooms when I was with High Times. And one person commented on the video, what pound did they get this dog at? And I (laughs) was so brokenhearted. I think I truly considered like never stepping in front of a camera again. Whoa. um, 
yeah, so I don't enjoy that. It's okay. not a good feeling. <laughs> Hit me up at Glazer Boo Hoo Hoo. Leave Mary Jane alone. Don't say mean things to me. I can't take it. <laughs> Look at how your hand is tucked in. I know. It makes me nervous. Your shoulders are up to your neck. Ugh. Well, let's talk about something that won't make you so nervous. Okay, what do you want to talk about? The Speaker of the House. Okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's a fun topic. Yeah, isn't that fun? I just don't know anything about it except Katie Porter read a book and owned the Republicans, which I don't think is true. I don't care that she read a book. Yeah. Uh, I don't care that she read a book. I care that there are people in tents and there right. is college. I care about like real shit. I don't care about book trolling. So, but I also don't know anything about what the heck is going on? Okay. So I'm, I'm, I'm mad, but also I'm doing nothing to educate myself, oh. which I think is a problem. Well, it sounds like you know what's going on. I mean, you know that like Kevin McCarthy was historically denied the first vote and had to get 15 votes to be elected, right? He needed 15 tries. He, it, they, it's put to a vote every time and everyone has to say who they're voting for. And you can either say the name of the person you're voting for or you can just vote present. Um, and so it took him 15 attempts to get everyone he needed to vote for him to get the majority to be elected Speaker of the House. And that was the first time that that had happened since, I think, before the Civil War. That's because he sucks. Yeah, is he's my terrible. Guess. Yeah, yeah. He's capitulated to every demand that the like far right uh, little minority have held him to. So they're just going to be able to be super disruptive. But so what you're saying, like, but you don't know what's going like, what, what is it that you don't know? I don't know, know what happening? the Speaker of the House is. I don't know why this dude's important. And I don't know why you get 15 tries at something that you're obviously nobody's fucking like if if I wanted to be prom king, I do I stay at senior year and keep flunking <laughs> out every single year till I'm finally prom king at 47? Like, I mean, that's disgusting. Well, the thing is, so it's it's like it's a constitutional requirement that the speaker of the house is elected before anything else can happen so it takes as many fucking votes as it takes that's why it was so crazy it's written into the u.s constitution that the speaker of the house has to be elected before congress can like convene to do anything and it's an incredibly important position because it's basically like the person who leads the house of representatives to vote on anything so when pelosi was the speaker of the house and there was a democratic majority she was so important because even though it was like a really slim majority she was super effective in still getting everyone on board to pass legislation like that is the job of the speaker of the house they lead the majority of um the house of representatives to vote on and pass legislation so they're the shoot like what if you write shoot? a letter if you write a letter and you put it in a little thing and you throw it in the shoot and it goes up the shoot she's the shoot I don't know if that works for me as a metaphor, but if that <sighs> works for you, I'm going to say yes. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Um, so and, Pelosi was just super effective. I know you're not a big fan of hers. I um, don't like her at all. She was incredibly wonderful at her job and um, highly effective. And now Kevin McCarthy is um, thought, that it's thought that he's not going to be. I mean, we don't know because he just Why started. Why is there no one else who's like going against him who people might want to fuck with so we can move on quickly and then there were, like, actually start making But they couldn't get a majority. So there was no majority. So all Republicans just hated each other, and they all were like, <laughs> "It's just a, it's just a dumpster fire." Like at yeah. one point, he uh, Matt fucking Gates uh, nominated Trump for Speaker of the House <laughs> in one of the votes because you don't actually need to be a member of Congress to be nominated as Speaker of the House. Yeah. Which is so fucking crazy. Uh, Mr. T, who cares? It's just, anyway, the whole thing was just gross and anxiety inducing. I, I think, think Herschel Walker should have gotten it then. If uh, you can vote for anyone, I would go majority Herschel Walker and uh, move on. The whole thing just makes my stomach hurt and makes me feel sick and anxious, honestly, because it's so, it's like just, I, you know, you and I talk about this all the time when we go on our stoned walk and talks. Everything is so busted and crazy. And this is just, you know, sort of emblematic of how everything is broken and crazy and not working. And um, so it was very frustrating and I think fucking alarming 
um, that this like tiny, tiny group of very far right crazies like fucking Marge, whose name I don't even like to say, I like to call her old tiny eyes, Marjorie Taylor Greene. Oh, yeah. Um, fucking, you know, who believes in Jewish space lasers uh, mm-hmm. can, you know, hold this whole process up and um, be, you know, incredibly fucking influential. It's just it's super scary. It is super scary. Yeah. We hadn't planned it for this app, mm-hmm. but I do think that ties into your end of the year Vox article. Oh, quite cleanly because you took the opposite stance of what a lot of people might think, and you were like, "Here's why legalization of cannabis is actually possibly a bad thing," and a lot of it has to do with I think federal government not having their act together and being oh, able okay. to get anything done, and so even at like at at the at the universal American scale, we can't pick a speaker of the house and they all fucking suck and we need a new government and I'm more I'm, of a communist than ever. But right. I also but also on the issue to issue things like legalizing weed, homelessness, college debt, all of those, like nothing will ever get done. And right. when it does get done, it's gonna be done poorly. So I wanted to sure. kind of tee you up for that a bit if that's okay. To- totally. I mean, I think that um that, like another maybe controversial take with you is that I think Biden's doing an incredible job. He's incredibly effective and largely, you know, getting things done in a way that people certainly didn't expect and it's actually pretty cool when you look at his record of accomplishments. That said, I don't think he would be effective as someone who would, you know, leg- legalize cannabis in a in a way that's going to um do what any criminal justice reform or social equity or, you know, any any activists who are really working for the cause are going to want to happen because he's going to be friendly to big business. That's part of the problem uh, with federal legalization in general is that it would be, you know, quite likely dominated by corporations, which is, you know, we certainly seeing it happen at the state level. And um, so the article, um, sorry, I don't want to get on too much of a soapbox, but basically the article was because um, there were pro-cannabis advocates voting or working against legalization initiatives in some states last year. And so my editor at Vox was like, can we examine that at a federal level? Like, are there pro-cannabis activists who are against federal legalization? And the answer is yes, because they worry that it will be dominated by, you know, big tobacco or big alcohol or multinational corporations or multi-state organizations or any number of corporate interests. And um, so they're really working to make sure that that you know, doesn't happen. Some people are just saying, don't legalize it federally, just deschedule it and leave it to the states. Which I think Um, is a great idea. Definitely one option. But anyway, yeah, it's just a really interesting, it's a very fucking complicated issue. And I was glad to talk to people. I don't think it's complicated. It's very complicated. How? I think like- For all the things that I just said. I know, but like (laughs) at its base level, it's like nobody can agree on anything. So let the states decide and keep big business out of it so that small businesses have a chance to thrive before big big businesses take in. Sure. Easy to say. Hard to do. Right. Right. Simple, but not easy. Simple, but not easy. Mm -hmm. Really well said. And for anyone uh, who wants to check that out, I think the link is in my bio at this is Mary Jane underscores my Instagram. And um, I talked to some really interesting people for the article. uh, Brian Box Brown, who's an incredible comic strip artist and activist who writes Legalization Nation, which you should definitely follow he's so fascinating and informative and um tyler mcfadden who is a board member for bullpack which is a really great uh organization working uh for cannabis legalization and chalene title who's the head of the parabola center who is just incredible i learned in that paragraph or within that area where you talk with chalene that um a lot of the uh it's like a storefront 
a lot of the like cannab- pro cannabis federal legalization things mm-hmm. that I don't know what they're called groups, I guess. Those groups are actually a storefront for like big tobacco who's pumping all of their money into that stuff. Oh, so you're talking about there's one particular, uh, it's an advocacy group that is called the Cannabis, the Coalition for Cannabis Education Policy and Regulation. And they are f- fronted by people from the cannabis industry who are very respected um, and knowledgeable and trusted by people in weed. Um and funded by big tobacco and alcohol. So it is really interesting because if you look a little deeper, like you're saying, it's, you know, up front looks great. And what's where's the money coming from? Yeah. So, you know, and the, I, I spoke to them as well a while back. I did an interview with the people who work for that organization. And they're very transparent about, you know, what they want to do um, as far as like, you know, really working for like uh, harm reduction and public health and um, you know, social equity and criminal justice and all this kind of stuff. But then you're like, yeah, how can you work for harm reduction policies when you're funded by one of the most harmful um, interests that exists? Yeah, it's like Andrew Tate, uh, like um, spent like being the person who's like keeping Greta Thunberg afloat. R- right. I don't understand that. Somebody evil behind something wonderful. Oh, okay. But right. how is Andrew Tate keeping Greta Thunberg afloat? Oh, that was my. Uh, strike two on trying to make <laughs> oh metaphors and examples that you don't understand, but they look beautiful up here in my brain. Like I can see the imagery of them. Um, and then I kind of like toss that ball in the air towards you and um, you just don't even feel like swinging because it's not a good throw. It's like over your head. It's to the left. It's to the right. I'm I, sorry. So strike two on me and I'm sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I love doing this podcast with you because sometimes I'm just like, what? Like a lot of our transitions from story to story mm-hmm. are me saying something that makes sense to me and then you being like, I don't know, man. And I then we just move on. <laughs> it's kind of beautiful. <laughs> Screen wipe. Yeah. <laughs> Next topic. Yeah, it is. It truly is. Oh, my God. Well, let's talk about some other stuff, like what we're watching. I know we wanted to... I'm getting deep into into it. I'm watching a lot of things. I'm seeing a lot of movies. I think Mm -hmm. that's my favorite thing about, uh, honestly, October through February. Yeah. February, March, I Cozing up. Cozing up and just like binging and devouring every kind of screen content I can. So what have you been into lately? Well, first, I, I want to talk about that, but I want to know also when we talk about this, what you're bringing to your couch, because I know you have a couch now. I do. To to watch all of these things. What is your snack game? What what are you assembling for your, for your movie time? Okay, sure. I really tried to start this year by leveling up, mm-hmm. um, not only um, with my goals, but also like my home. We've talked about this place so on my apartment so much. It's truly a bed and a desk. Yes. That's it. It is spare. It is spare and sparse. And you bought me a couch for Christmas, Mary Jane. Merry Christmas, Mike. Thank you so, so much. It is a beautiful couch. Um, it was an investment in my own happiness, too. Uh, being able to come over and <laughs> yeah. bring Archie over and just like fucking chill at my place. Coming over and sitting on your couch and watching some fucking TV with you. It's been great. Yeah. Yeah. Which... Um, Okay, before we like, let's get into let's. This is couch corner. Okay, let's okay. let's talk a, a one episode, one only couch corner because okay. um, when you were like, look at all these couches. This is like, I think what would fit your apartment. I'm just trying to help you like be a better human. So get a fucking couch. <laughs> uh-huh. And um, and the ones with buttons. There were some that had really nice buttons, but we went away from but cou- 
couches with buttons and into like one piece cushions. And I thought that was a brilliant, brilliant notion on your part. When you say buttons, you mean like in the in the cushions, like the little depressions, kind of like this one has here? Yeah, exactly. Yes. And okay, so we, yeah, that was an actually a really interesting realization as we were shopping online, smoking a joint, looking at couches. We're like, those are going to be snack collectors. Yep. A crumb catcher. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, there's nothing worse than sitting on a couch and you see like somebody else's chest hair and croissant crumbs and Cheeto dust just hooked in the button, like a right around the button. I can't remember where I heard it, but I just heard someone talking on a podcast about how she was sitting on a couch on a date, saw something in a depression, thought it was like a piece of Parmesan, picked it up and put it in her mouth and it was a toenail. <laughs> I can't remember where that was. Ew, dude. Oh God. So disgusting. She was like, it was the most fucking humiliating thing I've ever done. And she's in front of a, like a cute boy. So she's like having to like, she had to spit it out and be like visibly grossed out. I think. Anyway. Mm, yep. All right. No toenails, chest hair, Cheeto dust, yeah, crumb collectors. No crumb collectors in a couch. So we, we got a one piece cushion yep. so that I could um, just like push anything on it onto the floor and then do a little sweeping. Mm -hmm. Done and done. It's a beautiful couch. And then, uh, ooh, well, we should talk more about part two of that when uh -huh. we get to our creamed corner. Okay. So let's do a little... Uh, a little do 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 who yeah. eats couch farm? <laughs> couch Mark farm. Says. That's a good point. I do, dude. I who was it who just ate an edible off the floor mat? Was telling me someone was just telling me that they found. Oh, it was, I know who I, it was. I don't want to say who. Yeah, it was. let's not say who it was. But uh, but yeah, they thought it was uh, just some candy. Yeah, some old candy in the car. That was at your show at the comedy store. It sure uh, was. Yeah, one of the comics was like, "Yo, I just he was parking his girlfriend's car, found an edible on the floor mat, and ate it." <laughs> Fantastic. I'm with him. I would I would eat an edible off a floor mat and I would eat couch farm. <laughs> so we'll get to more when we get to our cream corner about our snack game. But uh Yeah, but that is like having a couch is uh yo, I didn't know. Because yeah. I've never had one. I've never treated myself to one. I've never felt like You've never sat on one before. I've never sat on one before. I'm a, I'm a floor guy. It's a wild new concept. But you see how much I sit on the floor. You know I'm yeah. a floor guy. Right. Like we'll be at a party and I'm on the floor. Yeah, it's wild. So yeah. Everyone's like, Do you want a chair? And I'm like cross legged on the floor cross-legged on the floor that's your move so anyway um but on that couch mm -hmm. i'm currently watching a lot of wwe royal rumbles because the royal rumble is coming up at the end of this month and i haven't been in the wwe game in years you know like my guys undertaker retired stone cold steve austin retired oh wow old school the rock like yeah. that was my era you know okay. what i mean and so i kind of fell off after all of that and now i'm getting right back into it mm -hmm. it's Better than ever. Oh, I'm loving wrestling again. It's Great. so much fun. It's so much shtick and campiness. You just I showed me it. a little bit and I was delighted. I was like, this is the most fun thing I've ever seen. The uh, What were they called? The, the pancake guys. <laughs> what the, I don't know. I don't know what anyone's name is. Yeah. So there's three of them. I'm blanking on their name now too. Triple threat? Triple threat, maybe. I'm blanking on their name because I'm getting back into it. And so I've, yeah. I'm really not sure who anyone is right now. It's Big E, it's Kofi, and someone else. And I'm blanking on their name, but they they used a stack of pancakes uh, during a Royal Rumble, and it was fantastic. It's just the best kind of theater. I was never... So Hulk Hogan was my era, like in the 80s. Was, you know, So wrestling was, you know, it was as it new. always has been, very huge and yeah. like very prevalent. But I just never got into it, and I never really understood it. And just watching that little bit with you, I was like, oh, totally, I could see why so many people have wrestling podcasts and are like fucking crazy into this it's, yeah. it's wild fun it's beautiful too because every of every sport or athletic thing 
uh, video game technology has caught up to real life and in some way surpassed it. Mm -hmm. So like all the camera angles that they're using now for sporting events are also being used in video games. So you can really get as immersive as you want while pretending to be somebody in the WWE playing a video game or simply watching it. And it all feels like a part of the whole. And I think that's a really fun, exciting place to be if you're deeply excited about any kind of like athletic event you yeah know? the immersiveness it's yeah freaking awesome watching the world cup and just seeing how like close they're really getting to all of those players or watching any football clips that i see just pop up on social media it's just amazing how they're covering games now i love it i'm not a sports person but i do enjoy watching it when i like around it because of how they're you know really broadcasting like the emotion of the sports and the events is that why or is it when a soccer player scores a goal and takes their shirt off and slides into I mean, the corner come on let's which oh is it is it the thought provoking battle of no it's the hot boss <laughs> <laughs> Come definitely on. definitely the hot sexy boss crosses her legs yeah you know <laughs> uh huh what's the hottest body in sports um I I don't know I would have to say probably um I don't know male blanking. male body what's the hottest male body in sports I I blanking. swimmer basketball baseball hockey football basketball. oh you mean just I, I thought you were wanting me to name an actual person not an athlete like a type like oh a, like a for type. me I yeah soccer definitely football um not American football but yeah soccer or swimmer I like long kind of um sinewy bodies to uh-huh. look at because they're just so fascinating yeah they're like dancers bodies you know like the big 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 muscles aren't so exciting for me but um but the way michael phelps is shaped like a flying squirrel <laughs> so, yeah those yeah. those muscles that just don't exist on normal humans like every single muscle has a muscle absolutely for sure cool yeah um for females same soccer um rowers female rowers fascinate me oh. they're like how powerful their whole body has to be in order to just move that way with you know yeah, yeah. female rowers and swimmers for sure gymnasts are crazy because they're all like so tiny and compact you know they're yeah. weird little bodies <laughs> sorry i also think they're given um gro- like hormone suppression they were yeah they were back in the yeah. day there were like plenty of like bulgarian and russian and maybe american um gymnasts who were given yeah, things to stop them from growing. How fucked up is that? It, every interview. Do you remember the interview? Well, I don't even want to say their name because they're still American heroes. They still mm-hmm. made it to the Olympics. Yeah. But yo, like those helium voices, it's like, we're not going to do anything about that. Like, okay. Right. If, if you're going to ban steroids from places like baseball or anywhere else, but you're going to allow these women to sound like little girls for the rest of their lives. That's to, wild. To, like, yo, where's the line, dog? Whoa, it's crazy. Yeah. Um. But I'm not watching sports. I'm watching things like Kaleidoscope. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm enjoying that. We've been watching that together. It's awesome. Netflix. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I'm also watching um, uh, fucking, oh, my God, it's based on a terrible book, and I hate all of everything about it except the fact that Tony Collette is in it. Curious George. Um, <laughs> it's called Pieces of Her. Pieces of Her. Yeah. I watched the whole thing. Um, is it good? Does it end? Tony Collette's great. Yeah. I mean, you could literally watch her fucking do anything. She would have a home improvement show and I would tune in. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but so the fantastic. the show is a piece of shit and the yeah. um the story, I don't give care about it. Um, I could watch her all day. Yeah. All fucking but day. It's called Pieces of Her. Pieces of Her. And if you like it, you're wrong. <laughs> and if you like the book, maybe it's better because it seems that's always the case. No, I don't think with this one. But um fucking kaleidoscope, talk about some fantastic actors and that show. I was I was just thinking, what do you think about in that show, I feel like the casting directors looked at 
the the script and they were like we just want types for all of these roles it feels like every actor in that show and they're all fantastic actors in their own right but it feels like someone said like okay we want a, a natasha leone type yes we want like a jesse eisenberg type and then they cast these other very fantastic actors who are doing a wonderful job but they're none of them are like super famous i agree i think it's interesting that like because eisenberg is at the top he create he it, he's top down type sure do you know what i mean yeah. instead of like a uh, nervous jewy fast talking pushover guy right you know what i mean mm -hmm. but because he's the a-list of that type he it's like we're think jesse eisenberg when we're casting this right and in the case of kaleidoscope the person who absolutely reminds me of jesse eisenberg yeah he's nervous he's a bit of a dope he has messy hair mm -hmm. it seems like you could beat him up with one punch yeah you know he's what like i mean fine featured yeah exactly yeah. Yeah, yeah but i agree with you because like it's like uh it's not Ray Liotta, Ray Liotta, but we need a Ray Liotta for this Tight. role. So they got Rufus Sewell, who's fucking fantastic, and I love him so much. But 100%. Yeah, it's that same like eye intensity that Ray Liotta has. R.I.P. Ray Liotta, by the way. He died last year, I think. No, he didn't. Yeah. No, he did not. Ray Liotta died. No. I'm so sorry to tell you. I, I swear to God. Yes, Mark says yes. Wait, I, really? Yeah, he did last year, I think. Sucks. Way too young. Hey, he, Siri, how did Ray Liotta die? Really? Yeah, I know. I'm so sorry to break that to you on the podcast, but he did um, way too young last year. Oh my year. God. He died of suspicious circumstances. No. That's what it says. Really? Yeah. Are you serious? Are you fucking with me? No, right I'm not now? joking about that. It says, as of now, Ray Liotta died under suspicious circumstances. Whoa. I don't like to I don't want to go down that rabbit hole, Let's not. but holy cow. Ooh, sorry about that. Okay. Um, okay. Well, that's its own kaleidoscope. Well, <laughs> all right. That's a good screen wipe. <laughs> <laughs> I do like that show. If anybody is not familiar with it, um, you can watch all eight episodes in any order. Yes. And the story will unfold in different ways based on the choose your own adventure way you watch the episodes. And I think I was just reading a Vulture article about it. Like if you want to know what order to watch it in, they published a whole like, here are your different options. And they were like, if you... There's one episode that everyone says you should watch last, but without if you follow that just any order and then that one last, I think there are like four thousand iterations that you watch. So it. cool! It's so fun, and I love, I love a heist. It. Love a fucking heist. Love a heist. I think that's my top yeah. movie genre. It's not action. It's not adventure. It's heist. Yep. I, Vaults. Love a vault. vault. Love Fuck unlocking yeah. things. Ooh, I want to see someone put their ear next to a dial. Oh yeah, and hear that tumbler click. Mm. Have you ever satisfying. seen The Sting? maybe i don't know let's watch that i know it's a okay. classic heist it's paul newman and robert redford okay um i've never seen it but it's one of those you've never seen the sting <laughs> kind of oh, okay. things Got um, it. but i think that's a like classic heist film yes i w i would love to watch that with you i also wish did we talk about avatar on here no we, we hadn't seen it? it yet it was so funny when we went to see avatar the way of water the way it sucked well the way that we chose not to eat mushrooms 20 minutes into it because <laughs> we were like oh no that's not gonna work for us at all <laughs> so we had smoked a joint on the way to the our normal things we smoke a joint walk to the grove or, or eat an edible as we sit down you know you're kind of set and then we were like okay we're gonna add the layer of mushrooms when we get to our seats yes and then, yeah, we just were like, uh, we looked at each other pretty early on. We were like, we're not doing that. I remember, no way. I remember the details of it because uh, we were watching <laughs> the first half hour of it and I was bored out of my tick. Ugh. And then um, the scene of pro-military propaganda came on. And then so. there was this huge gunfight where everyone's like, the military rules. This is what we need more of. God bless America. And I lean over to you and I'm like, should we eat those edibles? And you were like... Now, mushrooms this is, or mush should we eat those mushrooms and you're like now nah, this is like a war thing i don't think i want that in my life <laughs> i do not didn't no and then uh, there was a, a very funny writer for rolling stone i think his name is miles 
I'm not sure if he pronounces it clay or clee, but he ate mushrooms and did the service of going and telling us what it was like. And it was a absolute nightmare experience. I bet. <laughs> it's a very funny article. Yeah. Um, but I thought it was funny when we were walking in and we were stoned and I was like, oh, I really want a cold beer. I'm going to like nurse a cold beer through this. Um, and we were at the, there's a bar at the AMC Grove where you can get beer before you go in. And there was a big TV broadcasting, what is it called? Tag? The World Tag Championships the wor- I'd never on seen ESPN. It. So fucking fascinating. I was watching and I was like, maybe we should just stay here and watch this. It's parkour tag. It looked incredible. Yeah. I wanted to have a beer and watch that instead of Way of Water. <laughs> we, I should have done that. It would have been way better. Should have gotten hammered at the movie theater bar watching tag. I didn't even want to get hammered, <laughs> but yes. <laughs> That's how bad Avatar 2 is. It was real. I mean, if you enjoyed it, I'm glad you're you had dumb, fun. You're dumb, man. You're fucking dumb. It's the same way I feel about the Joker. If you like the Joker or you liked Avatar 2, Nah, oh, give me I a really, break. I really did. I was having a conversation with my friend Mike Daisy, and he was like, "They really like every single fucking alien on that fucking planet is skinny. They're all thin, all of them. There's not one stocky one. <laughs> they all, and it's true. I couldn't tell them apart. They all look exactly alike. I didn't know which one was Kate Winslet. Well, careful, Mary Jane. That's another Grand Wizard. Oh shit! Area for all you right. to go because they all looked like. They're all just thin and they just look... Th- well, yeah. What else did Mike Daisy say? He said something about like indigenous um, um, appropriation or something like that? Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Go follow him on Twitter and read his thoughts from his mouth because I can't... Um, what's the word? Condense them. Yeah. Translate good. Strike them. one for you. <laughs> yes. Fuck. <laughs> well, is now a good time to talk about Quinn? Yeah, this is Perfect. actually a great time to talk about Quinn. Um, thank you to Quinn for hooking us up with all of these um, wonderful boxes of cookies and flavors. They're an alt-cannabinoid brand. Um, they offer a bunch of different uh, products on their website. You can go to Quinn. They're at myquin.com. Yes, they are. Which is um, M-Y-Q-W-I-N.com. You can use our code Weed and Grub. Um, I'm not sure exactly uh, what the deals are that they have going on right now. I think but... it's 30% off if you use Whoa. our code. Nice. Yeah, it's a lot. It's better than, like, I, I always appreciate a 10% because that, like, takes away the tax and yeah. anything I can do to screw over the government is exactly what I want. <laughs> but when Quinn goes the extra mile and is like, we're also going to, like, you know, lose a little bit of cash because we believe in our product is so you should try it that i respect that's I love cool. it, 30% off you're so right 30% off is nice so they've got um all cannabis um offerings that uh use cannabinoids uh like delta 9 delta 8 hhc and all of their products are farm bill compliant uh so you can order it in all 50 states and it's going to be a long time before weed is federally legal oh man and it's a so process and so if you are um, kevin mccarthy's not going to get anything done he couldn't get his vote done. How the fuck? Not like he's, he's in charge of legalization, done? but yeah, yeah, just so, moving slowly. You know, besides like buying some, either selling or buying some weed um, on the legacy market, uh, if you're looking for something that is alternative, definitely go with my uh, myquin.com because it you can get it everywhere, any of the fifty states. Look at these flavors: coconut dragon fruit, peanut butter marshmallow, orange pistachio, to- toffee Oreo. Hell yes. I love a dragon fruit. I know. It's like, you know, that's a, such a cool combo. Yeah. Coconut dragon fruit. Mm-hmm. Exactly. MyQuinn.com. MyQuinn.com. Nice. 30% off. <laughs> Speaking of, if we're going to plug things, can oh, yeah. we do some dates? Yes. Okay. Let's do some dates, please. Okay. Um, Where do you want to start? February backwards or now to then? Oh my God. My brain. Um, February 
backwards. Well, that's because the only thing that I'm participating in, and then you have stuff to talk about. So February 5th, we are at SF Sketch Fest. Come check us out. We've got a Weed and Grub Live with incredible guests, and it's at 4 p.m. The ticket link is in both of our bios. We'll you know shoot it out when our IG is up, and um, it's we'll put it in the show notes as well. Mm-hmm. It's going to be really fun. We've got a bunch of different segments. We've got some fun games. We're going to do some fun bits. Um, I have a costume that I'm really excited to break out. We sat on my couch, mm-hmm. had a business meeting about Sketch Fest. So fun. Yeah. Giveaways, prizes, an awesome lineup. Yeah. Come on, San it's, Fran. It's going to be a great fucking time. So come out uh, 4 p.m. February 5th, San Francisco. I think um, Reggie's going to come out, he said. I mean, not to put you on blast, Reggie, but you did say it on Instagram. Yeah, so I'm holding did. you to it here. Yep. Um, people are going to come through. It's going to be a great time. I'm really excited about our guests, too. So yeah. check it out. Uh, and then if you go backwards from that, on January 25th, um, Glazer's After Party is at the Comedy Store. The one in November sold out. The New Year's Eve one sold out. This one should be no different. Great, great, uh, great, great time. A lot of people already confirmed for the lineup. It's just a little too early to release it. Ooh, sexy. But uh, that's January 25th. And then working backwards from... No, in between that. Oh. Shit, in between the 25th and Sketchfest. Um, I'm headlining in Hawaii. I don't have more info. We. They said, do you want to do this? I said, yes. They said, great. Killer. There we go. That's my favorite way to do business. What I love is that you actually have to, you fly into Sketchfest from Hawaii. Yeah. That's so fucking dope. Pretty cool. That's killer. So I yeah, I, that that does feel cool. It it's feels cool to be able cool. to do stand up and then be like, hey, I know you want to fly me back to LA, but actually, can you drop me in SF like, for another sorry, show? Sorry, I got to go to a live show. That's <laughs> <laughs> so great. Also, you're notching all the states. Like, that's a new one for you, right? Yep. Hawaii. Yeah, Hawaii. And also... um. Uh, it goes into our news story a bit. But oh, yeah. the people that we were with on New Year's Eve, um, we had a big dream swirl about going to Hawaii. So I feel like whatever it was that mixed drugs, life, and yes. new beginnings into the air brought Hawaii to me to go perform at. Manifesting. That's awesome. Well, yeah. let's get into all of that and our uh, news story about ayahuasca after the break. Okay. Okay. We'll be right back. You know when you're seshing with a friend and you get that familiar feeling? You mean that feeling when all is right in the world? Well, that and also cotton mouth. Oh, yeah. When your mouth feels dry as a desert and you can't drink enough water. Yep. Well, Xylodent is here to help. Xylodent helps soothe your cotton mouth and it freshens your breath. Xylodent is all natural and sugar free. Xylodent tablets are vegan, kosher, and made from non-GMO xylitol. They're easy to chew and come in a ton of tasty flavors like peppermint, pomegranate raspberry, and cinnamon. I love how long-lasting that flavor was. The relief from my cotton mouth was lightning quick. Try it yourself. Go to xylodent.co and order yours now with free shipping. Get 25% off your purchase with code WEEDANGRUB25. That's xylodent, X-Y-L-I-DENT, like dentist, xylodent.co. Go to xylodent.co and use code WEEDANGRUB25 for 25% off. Say goodbye to Cottonmouth and hello to Fresh Breath. With Xylodent. Goodbye, Cottonmouth. And we're back. Yeah. That's fun. I thank God for it. Yeah. I don't I don't know what else to do. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, let's do it like let's now that because this is our first, we'll be right back. Yeah. Can we do it like Mariska and uh Maloney and Maloney when you come back from commercial on SVU and sure. we kind of give a a broad overview as if we're walking down a hall to catch everyone up if they just joined us midway through. I can try. Okay, you're gonna have to team me up. So I I uh, hear you have a news story about ayahuasca. Oh, <laughs> I do. It's a really good one. <laughs> there we go. Great. <laughs> What's well, the Grubla Gazette this the week? The Grubla Gazette and the Grubla Gazette is um fucking you know sticking around as one of our segments with our new format we're we're always going to bring you a news story and this week it is that uh prince harry 
has just come out with his memoir, Spare, which everyone is all abuzz about because he's putting everyone on blast and saying a whole bunch of crazy stuff about the royal family and his experience. Um, and he talked to Anderson Cooper about Spare, and he was saying that he did ayahuasca. He used psychedelics to cope with his grief after losing his mother. So it's been reported in a bunch of places. I just pulled up the story on Forbes. Um, it says that he has used psychedelics, including ayahuasca and psilocybin, to treat mental health difficulties brought on by the grief of losing his mother when he was 12. And he said to Anderson Cooper, I would never recommend people to do this recreationally, but doing it with the right people, if you are suffering from a huge amount of loss, grief, or trauma, then these things have a way of working as a medicine. Um, and the reception has been pretty interesting. A lot of people are, you know, obviously responding to it like, you know, oh, fucking just using drugs is terrible and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, a lot of people old are, hack bullshit. Absolutely. And a lot of people are hearing it for the first time from someone who's, you know, like possibly the highest profile person ever to actually go on the record and admit that he's he's used this um, medicinally. And I was just thinking about it, like in our sort of swirl with New Year's when we were hanging with our friends and we candy flipped. I'd never done it before. Right. Um, it's acid and Molly mixed. Yep. I'd never done it. I trusted the person who said we should try it. Yeah. I'm so glad I did. I'm so glad I said yes. I, I am too. I had a really beautiful New Year's Eve and a part of it was for me where I had a solid probably two hours where I felt no pain. Wow. For the first time in a very long time. And I mean, no pain like on a physical level, also emotionally, spiritually, I just was in, and it wasn't, I wasn't feeling euphoric. I was just feeling perfectly at peace in a way that I hadn't in such a long time. And so I was thinking about how that use of those substances together, because we took them to go dance ourselves clean and celebrate New Year's, which is quote unquote recreationally, but that it was medicinally beneficial for me, that it was healing. And that I think those two things for a very long time, I used psychedelics to cope with grief without really realizing it. Like I've talked about when I took that massive dose of mushrooms at Burning Man right. to sort of like process the loss of my friend, Nicole. But was um, that more of a mask than a release of doves? What do you mean? Like, was that more of like suppression and masking and just kind of moving things away from being front and center for you no, at that time? No, no, no. It was deeply about processing. It was. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It, very intentionally. Like, I took a big dose of mushrooms that night with friends. We ran around and we saw a bunch of stuff and we had a great time. And then as they were going to bed, I ate like a big handful and kind of walked into the desert and, you know... My intention was to just process, and and that was how I did. And I think nowadays I might do it a little differently with like all the set and setting and the intentionality of it for sure. But it really did help me. I wrote an essay about it, and um, it was a really interesting thing that it re I felt like I did sort of peer beyond the veil, for lack of a better term. And, yeah, yeah. I just saw that that we're connected to things that you know are beyond, and when people die, we are all still connected. And it just helped me feel these things and process some of the grief and the trauma of losing my friend. And then this time with this candy flip. You know, my sister died a year and a half ago, and I've been in pretty consistent deep grief since then, you know, like you are. And I think it's a lifetime of that, just missing your person and um, not being in pain for those couple of hours and dancing. And I wasn't even dancing. I was just kind of vibing. I was just like holding my heart and kind yeah. of swaying to this music in this club surrounded by people who are all having a wonderful time. And you were there and our friends were there. And I, at the time, wasn't thinking how medicinal and how therapeutic it was, but it truly fucking was. That's was so beautiful. fucking beautiful. It was beautiful. Um, yeah. Could I ask you a couple of questions about it? Sure. And you say no if you don't want to answer it. Okay. Um, I'll just punch you. <laughs> yeah. That's one way to say no. She's healed, folks. <laughs> I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she smokes weed and hits people. It's a very... <laughs> 
0.1% of the population who gets high. Listen, a lot of hippies are very fucking angry people. That's why they smoke weed. The, the, mis- <laughs> the misconception is that p- hippies are like fucking peaceniks. No, they're pissed off and they need the weed to help them from to not punch people. Well, I hope I don't get punched. Um, You're not going to get punched. Do you remember leading up to that point of complete... Um, I guess freedom, that's the only way I'll describe it because I wasn't feeling it, so I'll use the word freedom. Mm. Were you deep in a hole and feeling a lot of grease, grief and processing a lot of things? And then because of the mix of the molly and the LSD, you were digging deeper inside and then all of a sudden you like something untangled? Like what does that look like to get to that oh, place? It's so interesting. Um, Yeah, I don't even know if, it, I'm sorry, I don't know if it is interesting, but I'll try and answer it in a short enough answer to hopefully keep it a little bit interesting, is that... um. When you're carrying a really heavy load of grief, you kind of go numb to some degree to be able to just walk around in the world. So, like, obviously, I have my days where I do, like, let it out and I, I weep and I, I have all of that kind of experience. But a lot of, like, deep grief just looks like numbness. And that, um, you know, it's like when your muscles get so tense that you can't even feel them anymore and then you have a massage and after the massage you actually feel the pain. Yeah. I don't know if you've had that experience as an athlete. Uh-huh. So it's sort of like that. It's like when I let go of the numbness enough to feel the pain, it's a shock to the system and it's it's difficult to do in public. So you just stay numb when you're around people. That was the first time where I was around people that I let go of the numbness and I wasn't in pain. Wow. If that makes sense. It is. It it sounds like you faced it, but also it. I, I, yes, it makes it makes sense. I'm not sure I can put it into words. Um, I think because my second question is, were you aware of it in the middle of it? Yes. That's even Deeply cooler. Aware. Yeah, That's it was so fucking cool. It was great because every time I closed my eyes, the sort of like visual aspect of what was happening with the LSD, with the sort of like the bliss of the MDMA, the Molly. Like I just saw these sort of beautiful little like rainbow stars every time I blinked and it was like a very low level visual that just made me feel like, I don't know, just like seeing rainbows when you close your eyes is like obviously, you know, it's a great thing. It's a great thing. And I associate rainbows with, you know, obviously the bridge and crossing over and all that sort of stuff. So I had like a lot of deep thoughts about it as well. But in the moment, I just felt truly, um, yeah, I was I was free from pain for a solid chunk of the night and that's it felt awesome. awesome fucking great Mary yeah, Jane. it was great very last question mm-hmm. uh would you want a candy flip with harry uh, with uh prince harry absolutely right yeah it'd be real fun anytime. yeah definitely come on through he seems like a cool guy i mean everything i'm reading he's gone crazy with this memoir he has said some wild stuff and i just read an essay by patty davis who is ronald reagan's daughter and patty davis had written a book that sort of put her family on blast and she just wrote an essay saying to prince harry like maybe don't do that because <laughs> my experience with it wasn't great but I, he's he's living his fucking truth or whatever you want to say about i think it, you know? so i mean like and uh, both of us you moved out from a very early age yeah um i moved to the other side of the country just to get a little bit of autonomy and freedom so mm-hmm. like what are we talking about prince harry just like dipped out of all of it and came over here and a lot of people i know were saying like yeah well he's got a netflix deal and he you know lives in a mansion in the sky with a hot wife and um you all know those things and he's a whipped little bitch and all those things but oh. like yeah like she a, a big theory is that she brainwashed him whoa into god the fucking misogyny of this world is just like galling always galling maybe you me. should do a, a series called that on the patreon uh when misogyny we, is galling yeah <laughs> fire our patreon back up so i can just rant about feminism great people will definitely tune in i mean truly i'm glad we did hang on to our patreon because i feel like we might fire it up again this year with some just like interesting fun side projects yeah. i'm inspired by uh 
Kara Clank and Lisa Traeger over at That's Messed Up because they just launched their Patreon where they're like, it's whatever we want. And I was cool. like, great. So maybe we could do that as well. Yeah. Um, and I'll, yeah, I'll have a little silo of uh, me talking about <laughs> misogyny and feminism. Great. I think so. Well, because that is what I hear a lot of about Prince Harry. And I try and put myself in his shoes as somebody who has his own fucking problems with things and people. And it sounds to me like he just moved from St. Louis to L.A. like me. And instead, he was yeah. like, I am just like out of here and moving over here and yeah. starting my own deal. He was looking for a way out. He yeah. didn't get fucking brainwashed. He found the person who offered him an escape. And she's obviously perfect for it. And I, it seems like they're very fucking in love and happy despite all of the insanity that they've been through. So come dance know, with us. Come come dance yourselves clean when candy flip with us. Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> that'd be awesome. It's uh, my That's like a dream guest for me now. Prince Harry? That's a Prince Harry. <laughs> great. Fucking yeah. We'll man. add it to the list. Absolutely. I just listened to the uh, Do's on Smart List interview, uh, Tom York and Johnny uh, Greenwood from Radiohead. Yeah. And that was their dream guest. And they got so nervous that Jason Bateman basically couldn't talk. And Will Arnett was making fun of him, and it was so fun. And I was like, "This is this is what happens though when you get a podcast and you, you like you get your fucking dream guest. Like we've had dream guests. Yeah, we had Roxanne Gay, we had Trixie Mattel. We've had some incredible fucking dream guests. So why wouldn't we be able to reach out to Prince Harry someday? I'll I'll hit him up. Great. I'll tag him. Yeah. Hey, come candy flip. I feel like at you, Prince Harry. I feel like you guys would hit it off. I we think both we have would. Beards. <laughs> You're not allowed on the pod that day. <laughs> so first question, you both have beards, So eh? what's it like to have a beard? <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> How does that feel? Does it, did your wife like to kiss it? <laughs> when it gets too long, does she make you trim it? What's going on with that? And we're all on drugs it's and good. we're just like, all of us are just like, oh wow, my God. the most inane conversation. They just had Prince Harry on their podcast and they talked about beards. Wow. <laughs> okay, maybe not. Oh, my God. Well, that's our Grubla Gazette. Yeah. And uh, you want to roll right into our creamed corner? Absolutely. Because it ties into couches and we kind of foreshadowed that in the first half. I do. Man, oh, man. Big day. Actually, I have it in my pocket. If you're watching the YouTube. Yo, pull it out. It was a big day yesterday. (laughs) (laughs) So goofy. Yes. Look at that sweet, sweet Costco. We are Costco Gold members. We have a business Costco gold membership. No, we have a gold. We didn't get the business one. We went with the gold and we might upgrade to the business one. I just don't want like anyone who actually knows Costco knows the gold member isn't a business account. This isn't business. Do you want to upgrade? This is a weed and grub extravaganza. Yeah. Okay. We should next time we, we go, tried we'll hot dogs for the podcast. If yeah, that's not a business true. expense, I don't know what is. <laughs> I'm trying to write off hot dogs this year, Mary Jane. God damn. All right. We'll get the executive level membership next time we go. <laughs> okay, Fuck good. Yes. I need to write off hot dogs. Let's do it. That was the most fucking fun afternoon. It was wild. If I hadn't hotboxed my car in that parking lot, I would have had a panic attack and had to leave. Yeah. Um, yeah. I did actually walk past a guy and I heard him say to his girlfriend, he was like, I think I think we need to get out of here. Oh, yeah, I bet they were not high. That was the problem. I think they weren't high yeah. and they weren't able to just deal with the chaos of was, a Costco. Per, it was piranhas on a cow. Holy shit. On a fucking Sunday afternoon in Burbank when those rotisserie chickens like got put out. <laughs> we both stopped to look like we were I watching. I thought there them. was a celebrity shopping at Costco that everyone was surrounding to take their picture. It was just the rotisserie chickens were coming out. <laughs> and then the fucking frenzy. These people were so excited. And I watched a dude 
very well dressed wearing like super fucking cool sneakers and everything and he pushed his girlfriend and he was like go get us a chicken and he like made his <laughs> he threw her in he, front of the he bullet <laughs> threw his cute girlfriend into the fucking pack of hyenas so that she could grab a chicken it was the madness so entertaining to watch it was crazy it was wild i was like what is that alarm there's a rotisserie chicken alarm letting you know that they're on their way out is that what that was yeah that, uh, uh, that was the chicken uh, alarm that was the chicken alarm okay and then yeah like like um oh, what what is that thing where a sound draws everyone in to it um a beacon a like siren? a beacon a beacon okay yeah, exactly uh-huh. it was a fucking chicken beacon <laughs> everyone just went glossy eyed and followed their hearts or followed their fucking I guess brains a siren too because sirens were the mythological creatures who drew sailors to their deaths by singing on the rocks right and that's what it, and then also a siren is also that sound of the you know so it's a chicken siren a chicken siren yes yes and it works <laughs> it, it fucking works. it was cr- crazy yeah I had a very good time shopping with you while you were like talking to the electronics guy. David. Was, David. Shout out David. Yeah. I had a really good time looking at the jewelry at Costco. Listen, if you need some diamonds, you might want to go check out the jewelry at Costco. Is it real? Yeah. Really? Very fancy. I had no idea. You yeah. can really get everything there, huh? You Plan B, true. diamond earrings, and a 50-inch uh, LG TV. Congratulations on your new TV. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> It's fucking awesome. It's so fucking Watching good. the Royal Rumble on a nice TV. Oh. I'm like, who knew, man? It's fucking everything. And um, I had a collagen shot. Um, I got myself some new Tupperware and very excited about this. I felt very grown up, not only getting a Costco membership, but also getting water delivery service. I ordered through my Costco membership. I'm going to start getting Sparklets water delivery because it was such a good price. And I'm really excited to have filtered water at my house. And it felt like um, a very nice treat for me. So we'll see how that goes. That's awesome. Yeah. You want to come over to my house and drink some water? I got you. Cool. Come over to my place and sit on a couch. Dope. We're building an office, basically. (laughs) A couch and a water cooler. Oh, my God. It's amazing. (laughs) Both both of our apartments (laughs) are just offices. (laughs) I mean, every artist (laughs) knows what that looks like. Every writer, every fucking person who makes shit for a living knows exactly what we're talking about. Yeah. Your home is... That's what it is. And uh, into uh, the food at Costco, because it was a... Was it a first for you? No, the hot dog wasn't a first. The rest was. Okay. Yeah. It was a first for me. I'd never had the Costco hot dog before. $1.50 for a hot dog, all beef patty. You can add ketchup, mustard, and uh, relish, and a 20-ounce soda for a buck fifty. Crazy. I remember when the dude was asked, the Costco, like head of Costco or whatever, um, said he wasn't going to raise the price because everyone was like, it's crazy. How does he offer a hot dog and soda for one fifty? And he said he wasn't going to do it. And everyone was like, he's a hero for the people because it's, and, but it truly is. It feels like when we ate that hot dog, I was like, he is a fucking hero. It was delicious. It's I, delicious. I feel required to get one every time I go there because it was so good. It's an absolute must. And the dog hangs out the bun, which is the best way to go. Big old long dog. Big old long dog. Love a long dog. Dog. Dong, did you say? <laughs> no, I meant to say dog. <laughs> Great. That long dong was delicious. <laughs> we also got pizza, which, listen, I didn't know what to expect, but certainly not that. It fucking sucks. Whoa. The it, Costco pizza is disgusting. I was so excited to try it after you showed me the pizza video. Yeah, there's that video of the sauce where a robot arm swirls the sauce in concentric circles all the way to the middle of the crust. Yeah, very pleasing, very satisfying. Like a video. like a turntable, like a like a record yeah. spinning. It's fucking cool as shit. Yeah. 
And that, then the pizza is a bust. I had to blot that. Uh, oh, cafeteria pizza says, yeah, exactly. Producer Mark is right. It was like the greasiest. I blotted it with like three or four napkins just to make it edible. And then it was the chewiest, gummiest dough and like the most tasteless cheese. It was just. Ugh. It tasted like um, what? It's not Monsanto anymore. It tastes like chemically engineered pizza. Oh, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like it is just like the dough isn't real dough. The cheese isn't real cheese. The totally. sauce isn't real sauce. It was the most processed. Processed fucking. <sighs> it's for a buck ninety nine. Yo, and for nine ninety five for an entire pizza. If I have to feed my family and it's pizza Definitely. night. 100%. So fun. But I also don't know that I want to give that to my kids right. or myself because it is bad, mm-hmm. bad, bad. I yeah, but the chicken bake made up for it. Holy fuck! I didn't know what that was. It's a it's the best it's the best version of a hot pocket I could ever dream of. It was I I would love to have it in small bite form definitely again. I think that was a great idea. As it came, it was like a foot long, and it's 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 chicken bacon Caesar dressing cheese and cheese in a like a hot pocket kind of scenario. Yeah, yeah. I got a bake right. A bake, That's yeah. the bake part. Um, v- v- delicious. Mm. Way too big. Another long dong. Yeah, it was big old fatty, fat, juicy thing. <laughs> I like your idea of getting them in like a um, like a popcorn tub, little bites. Yeah. Like pretzel bites, but chicken bake bites. Chicken bake bites would be delish. That would be great. And then you could buy them in Costco in bulk. You could buy like a hundred of them, throw them in the air fryer at like 10 at a clip. I feel That'd like be we could nice. make them. I feel like we could experiment with like, even just if you get those like, you know, those Pillsbury rolls that, you know, the pre-made. The crescent rolls and stuff? Yeah. yeah. You could just probably like, you know, use those, pop all of your stuff in. Like you make a pig in a blanket with a hot dog and those rolls are fucking one of my favorite little party snacks we could do chicken homemade chicken bakes in your air fryer let's do it for like the super bowl or something yeah i want to watch that super bowl on your tv chicken bake bites um one of the best things i've ever had yeah that was that's that's definitely our cream corner was that sweet chicken bake and that beautiful juicy long dog yeah (laughs) (laughs) and i guess the other cream corner was um you played a real fun trick on me it was a fun game where you were like here's the soda and I tasted it, and I was like, what is this? And you were like, it's witch's brew. It's a witch's brew. Or what does she call it? What a is suicide. Christmas suicide. A suicide. <laughs> yeah. And um, Barb and Star go to Vista Del Mar. It best was, movie of the pandemic. It was the best movie. Mm-hmm. And that soda, that soda witch's brew you made me was delicious. Did you like it? I really liked okay, it. Okay, good. Yeah, it was really tasty. It had a lot going on. There was a little citrus. It was a, a l- Diet Pepsi, Pepsi, Sprite, Lemonade, Raspberry Ice Tea Mix. It was really good. Thank you. Damn. You're welcome. Yeah. If I had that in a chicken bite and I'm walking around Costco, that's a nice afternoon. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Hit that joint in your car. Breeze on into Costco. Don't worry about the lines. Everything's going to be fine if you're just like not in a rush. I think that was key for me. If I ever go to Costco stressed out or needing to exit quickly, I think it would be an absolute nightmare. But I was just strolling around. I wasn't even shopping. Yeah. Which was great. I think also I need to not go to Costco. Next time I go, I have to have a list because otherwise it's going to be all impulse buys because that water was definitely, I was just stoned and thirsty. And then the guy was like, would you want, would you like some water? And I ended up buying water delivery service. So I got to be careful. It's a good deal. Sparklets is a good deal. deal. That's the thing about Costco. I, I do not like big businesses. I do not like big government. I do not like it, Sam, I am. But Costco felt fair. 
It right. felt honest. It felt like everything I'm missing in America right now. Javier, who checked us in at the membership desk, was so nice and jovial and like took our pictures for our cards and then was like, when we were excited about them, he was just like celebrating with us. And that dude who helped you in the electronics section. David. David. He was like, honestly, this TV is better than this TV, but it's less expensive, but mm-hmm. you should go with this one. My like- experience with the Sparklets water delivery guy, Henry. So, yeah, we know their names. <laughs> like, how fucking rare is that? that you our come- buds of the week this week are... <laughs> Shout out Henry from Sparklets Water Delivery Service. Who, true, I mean, I have to talk about how much it costs because it seems very reasonable, and I will report back if it is actually a good deal. But four bucks a month for the machine that gives hot or cold water on demand. Okay. Six bucks a gallon for the jug. Ten bucks. For like uh, for, a for a one to one. It's a, a, a five gallon jug of water for six bucks, and the machine is four bucks. So for I, how many months? For it's four bucks a month. Oh no, I'm saying like, what's the contract? Like a year? There's no contract. Oh. And no cancellation fee. Oh. And you can order as much or as little water as you want. Not Ned, but I feel God like it's damn. a good deal. I'm I'm looking for the hidden fees. We'll see what happens. I think it's a great deal. Yeah, we'll see. I don't know if the water is good or bad here in LA, but I wouldn't drink Terrible. the sky water. It's so. fucking anyone you know from New York, uh, shout out our friend Natasha, who's always talking about the water in LA, because New York tap water is famously incredibly delicious. Is that why everyone uses it for their pizza dough? I That's understand right. now. Got and it. Bagels. bagels. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, LA water is trash. So I'm excited to have great, delicious filtered water. Also, if there's like a natural disaster, I'm going to have a lot of water on hand. True and that'll that. be great. Yeah. Also, um, a new friend in your delivery driver, I hope. I hope it's a cool person That's right. who uh, you hit it <laughs> off with. Henry told me to make friends with my delivery driver and that the delivery driver would hook me up with samples of other stuff. I was like, oh, like what? <laughs> like, really bring weed to my house? Molly. Yeah. <laughs> We're candy flipping with Prince Harry and your sparklets delivery driver. Great. <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> Show up to my house with that kind of treat for me and you're my friend forever. That's awesome. Yeah. Cool. Well, do you want to get to Buzz of the Week this Definitely. week? Definitely. Yeah. What time are we at? We are. Oh, oh we're doing timing. okay. Look at this. We did great. Pro shit, baby. Yeah, y'all. Do you want to go first or second? You go first. Okay. Will do. I, um, Yes. My bud of the week this week. They've been my bud before, but I don't care. We're going to see them in San Francisco at Sketchfest. They came into LA for New Year's Eve. It is our friend Erica. She came in and kicked it at the comedy store. We had a great time. We were going to go get a sandwich the next day, but instead she had to get back to San Francisco. Um, I think she might be moving here, which would be cool because I'd like I another friend in town. I want to move here so much. She's so cool. Yeah. So follow her at Weevil, babe. W-E-E-V-I-B-A-B-E. Her name is Erica. And uh, on Instagram, her, her bio description says, my gynecologist says I'm stressful. Like, what more do you need? It's mostly dogs. It's the shit. She's awesome. I love you, Erica. And see you soon. That's so funny. My gynecologist says I'm stressful. She's she's a delight. When we met her at uh, Outside Lands, I just remember laughing with her the whole night. It was We, we all met when we were all rolling. Yeah. We well, were I don't all... know if she was rolling. I wouldn't put that on her. But I'm going to put it on her. Um, and then <laughs> you and we, I were. And then we kept hanging out. And we were marveling at the fact that uh, Rufus Del Sol was so good. Have you heard we're of like, them? Who is this band? They're wonderful. <laughs> Fucking idiots. You mean the one that everyone's wearing t-shirts for and is here to see? Hugely famous. I was like, wow, they're really good. <laughs> oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah. Oh. oh, wow. Glass Animal is like a good band. Oh, my God. Latest. That was so funny. That whole festival, I was like, what? These guys, these guys are really good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're headlining a massive festival. Of course, they're good. Oh, my God. Okay. My butt of the week is uh, Liz at That's Busy 
on IG and her podcast, Send Us Flowers. She had me on. Um, you can check the episode out. It was such a good time. Um, she's here at the studio. She's one of our buds and she's just making cool stuff. And her podcast is a blast. And she's doing like interviews with a lot of women mostly uh, who are in the cannabis space who are talking about like cool weed recommendations and, you know, how they choose to consume if it's medicinally or, you know, they talk a lot about um, knowledge for um, endometriosis relief and that kind of stuff. And she's also just a really fun um, follow on IG because she's making her own glass now. She's blowing glass. She's blowing her own glass Whoa. and making her own glass pieces. So follow her at That's Busy. It's um, B-I-Z-Z-Y on IG. And um, yeah, check out her pod. Send us flowers. Awesome. Check out my episode because it's me. <laughs> I'm my own butt of the week. <laughs> Starting the year strong. She oh really is. She danced herself clean and she is here. I did dance myself clean. It felt really fucking good to not be in pain for that moment and realize like this is what I will strive to find more of in 2023 because I think that there are always going to be those times that we hurt, but there's also, you know, a possibility of truly feeling at peace. I think that's a beautiful way to end this episode. Great. That's nice. That's really nice. Yeah. Well, I'm really glad to be back and doing this another year with you. Me this too. felt good. I felt like I had a lot of nervous energy. Mm -hmm. um, so maybe we can just give each other some notes and then right. uh, sign off. Yeah. Let's critique each other. Well, yeah. We'll sit down after this and be like, I think you should have in this part yeah. done this. Yeah. That's going to be good energy. <laughs> There was a moment where I had strike three, and I can't remember what it was, oh. but if you're listening to it, you'll know it, because I definitely said something, and it didn't make sense, and Mary Jane moved on, so it I did get really? three strikes Really? I today. missed it. I wonder what it was. I'll, I'll, you'll I'll, know it when you hear it. Okay, great. Awesome. Um, follow us uh, on our Instagrams. I'm at thisismaryjane underscore. I'm at glazerboohoohoo. We have a backup IG. It's at uh, weed, and grub, weed pod. and grub pod. Strangely, that one's not getting flagged at all. I know. Well, it, when you're verified, everyone's <sighs> got eyes on you but our main ig is currently at weed and grub and we um will look to change the handle when we get it back up if it's reinstituted which we are hoping for because we want to promote all the cool stuff we're doing and we have a great time on there with all of the people who follow us so yep. hopefully we'll get that back but otherwise you can check us out on our personal igs and please email us at wg at weed and if you have ideas for segments that you want to hear products that you want to hear us talk about you know trends um all that kind of stuff we're just like looking for lots of uh ways to have a great time on this podcast so hit us up with ideas hell yes bye everyone bye